0: This is K-Pop Sunday, brought to you by the K-Pop Sundays before you have to go back to work on Monday.
1: We are your hosts, R, Min, and JR. Welcome to episode 41, or season 2, episode 12. I won't change the way that I say these intros, so you'll just have to deal with it being long. Anyway, in last episode, we talked about Baby Vox's start and the rise to being the How You stars we know today, or at least knew at some point. Today we will be continuing from where we left off, and discuss from 2002 to their sad disbandment. And what happens after? Back to 2002! For the first few months of 2002, Babyvox
2: was pretty quiet, and as it turns out, they were getting ready to drop a very special album. On April 24th, 2002, Babyvox released The Special Album. It was literally called The Special Album, I hope this is clear. It had a total of four discs, with three of them being music, and the fourth was a VCD that had a music video for the album's title track, as well as behind-the-scenes footage. Most of the album was full of the group's past songs, Minus to Men Democracy. It also had remixes of some of these songs. One of the new songs was "Uyan," which is also known as Accident or Coincidence in English, and is one of their most beloved ones. The lyrics are about two exes seeing each other by chance two years after a breakup. Both have moved on and are with new people, but as they look at each other from a distance, they ponder about this coincidence. The music video for it is strange, but fitting. The basic storyline is of Heejin and a guy reflecting on the past. Between that are cuts of the members singing and standing around a white room. As Unhei and Kimmy Z sing back and forth, the visual perspective of the two goes back and forth as well. At one point, the music video is interrupted with shots of Heejin, With the guy and the song that's heard is permission from their fourth album, which had its own music video and is an interesting callback. But this song isn't just iconic for its melody and visuals. This
0: song was originally called Gloomy Coincidence and was sung by the trio Cola in 1996. This song was a hit song for them, especially since it was like right after their debut. It was their follow-up track. Mm. And it was very memorable. I love their stage performances of this. Then, Kim Chong Kwan remade it for the Japanese group Color, that was later known as Buzzy, in 1999. It was a B side on their single Double or Nothing, but was called Koyori Daijina Mono wa Nai, which means Nothing is More Important Than Love. This was the version that added in the words Bada Bonita as part of it being a Latin remix. Baby Vox used a combination of these two songs for their version. The other track that was promoted on this album was Go. It has lyrics about begging someone not to go, and it's a sweet-sounding pop song. The music video for it shows footage from their August 15th Live in Seoul concert, which included their performance of Lady Marmalade. The album sold over 240,000 copies and was a great way to celebrate their 5th anniversary, as it was their highest-selling album.
1: After their album was released, they were still busy with back-to-back activities both in Korea and abroad, in countries like Japan and Thailand. They even signed a contract with GMM, Grammy, and Thailand, as it was clear that they were going to keep promoting in Thailand. <laughs> but aside from performances, they also appeared in a lot of different things. Like on July 18th, the mobile game called Let's Go to the Broadcasting Station was released. It featured members from Baby Vox, as well as Sprinkle and ClickBeat. The game was about meeting an idol from one of these groups and earning points through answering quiz questions about your favorites. It was built after fans were surveyed about what they would like in a game, and it was free throughout August 15th, so it was very accessible to a lot of people in 2002. Is there any let's plays of this? That would be hilarious. I couldn't find any. There must be a ROM somewhere. I think it was a mobile game. Somebody must have a copy on some old phone somewhere. Probably record it one day. That would be hilarious. And an interesting aside to this game is that on November twelfth, the South Korean government announced that they were going to be encouraging healthy gaming behaviors. And through this healthy gaming campaign, Baby Walks was actually included amongst other celebrities. The group also
2: made an interesting cameo in the movie Emergency Act 19, along with many K-pop idols who were also big at the time. And if you're a big soccer fan, you were probably aware that Korea and Japan jointly hosted the FIFA World Cup together in 2002. That could be a whole drama series on its own, but we digress. This was a big deal for Korea. It was during this time that Baby Vox starred in CF's The Red Cross Put Out For Blood Donation. If you're interested, we've got a link to one that references their Missing You music video in our doc for this episode, and it's just really wholesome overall.
0: At the end of the year, they walked away with a lot of awards. Among these, the two most exciting are the Popularity Award at the Golden Disc Award and the Korean Wave Award at the Seoul Music Awards. 2002 was a great year for Baby Vox, and things were only looking up for them.
1: They kicked off 2003 with their first activity in February, where they performed in LA, and they were building up their activities for their April comeback. On April 3rd, 2003, they released their sixth album, Devotion. And it was not only released just in Korea, but also in several other countries they had been promoting in, like Thailand, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Vietnam, and Japan. The album featured 14 tracks, including a remix of Coincidence from their special album, Special Album. (laughs) The title track for Devotion was What Should I Do? It's a song about a girl considering leaving a relationship because she realizes that love isn't enough to keep it going and she is hurting because of it. The music video was filmed in Thailand and it shows the girls in various outfits surrounded by all the beautiful scenery. And it even won first place on Inkigayo on June 1st. The follow-up track was Wish, which was a remake of Park Mi-gyung's song Someday. It is an upbeat
2: song with a funky instrumental. The lyrics for it are a boast that even if a person isn't in love with them right now, they eventually will be and seek them out. The music video for it mainly takes place in a black room with lines of flashing lights while the members are wearing black outfits to match. This is contrasted by clips of the members dancing in a bright pink room while wearing pink. The members have very playful and knowing expressions and at times are featured with flip phones and tablets.
0: The final song that they promoted from Devotion was I'm Still Loving You. It's a sad ballad about the end of a relationship and it being their last meeting. The music video for it took place in Hong Kong and I believe it was recorded in Mandarin. I looked at the lyrics and I'm pretty sure it's Mandarin. And shows the girls around town looking off sadly in the distance. Unsurprisingly, this song reached number one in China. While the album sold only about 84,000 copies in Korea, it sold about 400,000 across Asia.
2: Whoa. That's a lot. (laughs) That is intense. Yeah.
1: Aside from their album, they were also busy performing, and on June 28th, they performed at the DC Peace Festival in Washington, D.C. They also performed in North Korea on October 6th, along with other popular South Korean singers. So, yeah, K pop idols have had chances to perform in North Korea before Red Velvet. Shots fired. Yeah,
2: I thought people were like, Red Velvet are the first girl group to ever perform in North Korea. Not by long shot, my dude. (laughs) Wow. Not by long shot. Interesting.
1: I've seen that said many a time. Same. It's a good performance, though, from Red Velvet. (laughs) The crowd is almost as dead as at the Korean Drama Awards. At the end of the year, not only had they successfully met many, many fans, they also won quite a few awards, with the biggest one being a bonsai at the Seoul Music Awards. 2004 was
2: the final year the group was active as 5 and was the last time they would release an album. Dr. Music had their eye on debuting Baby Fox in the US and wanted the group's seventh album to reflect that. For the first time since their first album, they would be returning to releasing hip-hop music, but not in the way they had before. In spring, they released their 7th and final album, Ride West. The cover art featured the girls in grayscale with their logo in pearl pink. The album had 13 tracks, and most of them were either in English or Korean or were remixes, including the title song.
0: The title track for this album was Play, which is a hip-hop song about wanting to dance all night. The music video for it shows the girls at a house party, which is supposed to be a nice idea. As the night goes on, the girls are seen drinking and dancing with other partygoers. The party ends in the morning with the house being completely trashed and the girls sleeping off their hangovers. And it's a remake of J Lo's song by the same name.
1: The follow up song to be released was Ecstasy, which is an overly sexual song about asking a romantic partner about how they want it done. There are two male rappers that are featured on this song. The first one was Floss P, who was a rapper from the US who worked with Dr. Dre. But the other one was rather shocking because it was Tupac. Even though he had died years earlier before the song got released, they managed to take a sample of it and make it fit perfectly into the song. The music video for Ecstasy features a drag race At night and there is a big crowd and two cars and one of them is driven by Kim EZ and the other is driven by a rival of hers there is also a few shots where you can see Tupac like in the car window it's all a bit questionable (laughs) but anyway the first part of the album itself is basically hip-hop based whereas the second half of the album is just pop songs and ballads That sounds more like what Baby Vox fans were used to from their prior releases. But the hip-hop part, controversial, but not that bad, honestly. Could have been worse, but then things get worse, so. So let's talk about the worse. Since Ride West's release, the
2: group went through one problem after another. Tupac fans were furious with the inclusion of the artist and thought that it was insulting. Even Korean artists like DJ Doc's I. Hanul criticized them over it, and it nearly ended up in court. But then he apologized officially, and Dr. Music withdrew the lawsuit. Dr. Music weren't the only ones, though, as that year Amaru Entertainment, which owned the rights to Tupac's work, announced that they would be filing a lawsuit against Babyvox and Trinity Home Entertainment, which had given the group the music for the unapproved use of the late rapper's work. That year, the group had become brand ambassadors for Korean Air, and as the music video for XSC was filmed on their runway, Korean Air got dragged into the lawsuit as well. Dr. Music bought the rights to the documentary Tupac Forever, which was included on a separate disc for the album. The rap heard in ecstasy is from that documentary and was used on Tupac's song Can You Get Away, which was on his 1995 album Me Against the World. The song itself was about domestic violence-slash-abuse relationships, hence why Baby Vox's use of it came under such heavy fire. According to public U.S. court records, which is where the lawsuit was filed, the lawsuit lasted until late 2006. In addition to all that fun stuff,
0: when Babyvox had their first broadcast stage on Inkigayo that was supposed to take place on April 18th, it was postponed because Floss P's arrival to Korea was delayed. As his rap contained a lot of verses that were in English, Dr. Music was unable to find someone to perform in his place. And when they did perform on Inkigayo, it was after they had to change the name of the song to Fantasy, as ecstasy is slang for MDMA. (laughs) So, drugs, and they were like, absolutely not. (laughs) And the album only sold 32,000 copies. Which is worse than their debut album, which, if you'll remember from the last episode, did not do well. This is worse, because Equalizer sold close to
1: 20,000
0: more, and this was, like, later in their career, and they were selling this badly. So,
1: yikes. And little did fans know, the group's performance on October 10th would be the last time they would see Baby Walks perform together as five. On December 12th, it was announced that Unjin was going to be leaving the group to go solo. The group was to go on as a four-member group. Unjin would go on to release her first solo album in 2005, as well as appear in several dramas and movies. And at the beginning of this year, 2021, it was announced that she had married actor Jeon Songbin. Unjin wasn't the only member to leave the group. In July 2005, it was announced that Unia also didn't renew her contract and was leaving the group. Yet, the group didn't disband at this time. Unia went on to pursue a successful acting career in beloved dramas such as Gung or Princess Hours in 2006. So where
2: did that leave the three remaining members? In 2005, the founder of Dr. Music said, quote, Baby Vox is like my daughter, and as the remaining members suffered through the first generation of halu, I plan to make sure that everyone has a happy ending. Unquote. That year, Dr. Music signed an alliance with a German music house. This meant that it was possible that Baby Vox's next move was to promote in Europe. Unfortunately, those plans didn't
0: pan out. In 2006, Unjin had a birthday party with 100 fans, and her former members, Myeon, Kimizi, and Hyjin attended as well. It was during this party that the members announced that they were going their separate ways and had parted from Dr. Music. However, they said it was always possible that they would reunite at some point in the future. With that said, Baby Vox was essentially considered as having
1: disbanded. So, what did they do after? Kang Myung went on to have a successful solo singing career. She appeared in dramas and also did musical theater. And in 2019, she married actor Paul Wong. Lee Jin went on to become an actress and has appeared in several dramas and a few movies. As for Kim Yee Ji, she made a few appearances in dramas but then chose to be inactive in the entertainment industry. In 2010 she married an office worker and has two kids. She hasn't fully retired from the industry but prefers to focus on her family. And at her wedding, her former band members appeared and they took a picture together, which is one of the main photos you'll see of the group on their Namu wiki page. While there have been talks about reuniting, nothing concrete has come as of this recording. Baby Vox was a girl group that is unlike
2: any other. They released seven albums, had multiple concept and member changes, and gained many fans over the years. Their legacy, though, is difficult to define. Many of their hit songs have been covered numerous times by junior artists. Yet, while they were active, they were often mocked and criticized for their music or things that they didn't always have control over. But in the end, they were pioneers of the Hallyu wave and were right up there with other great first-gen artists who were also spreading K-pop outside of Korea. They were the first girl group from that generation and could have disbanded after their first album, but instead, Baby Vox had a full career. They experienced almost everything you could as a music group until they decided it was time to ride into the sunset.
0: Before we wrap up, I want to give a quick shout out to the Babyvox fan page, babyvox.neocities.org for assisting with the script and making sure we presented the group well. This script wouldn't have been half as good otherwise, especially because, like, we've said this before, getting information from fans of the group is very different than getting it from, like, a page that just lists stuff. It's got more personability. It makes it more personal, and it really just comes off better. The owner of it was great about answering questions and providing sources to us. So thank you so much to him. And now let's move on to the song of the day.
1: Song of the day today on November 14th, 2015, AKZ, or Atomic Kids, released their debut single, Wah. This is a song that once you turn it on, you'll be like, oh yeah, I've heard this song before. And you'll probably think of a completely different song, because this song does sound like a lot of K-pop songs by boy groups from 2015. I remember thinking, oh, this sounds like a Big Bang song. It's not, but it's still a really good song. And I've mentioned this before, how small label groups, when they release music, that music has a tendency to sound like a weird mix of everything that was popular in a certain year. And this is one of those songs. But it's just great, because the chorus is so overly dramatic. The way that they just say wah, because that's what they repeat throughout the entire chorus. That is the chorus. (laughs) But it's so dramatic. It's just wonderful. You should definitely go listen to it. Atomic Kids was a very short-lived group. I believe they only had two releases, and I think they were active for about three years, with two of those years being, like in the void where they didn't release anything before it was officially said that yeah they disbanded but still good song anyway let's jump over to the trivia answer from last episode's question
0: yes last time i gave the trivia question what other group that debuted in 1997 had the color pink as their official fan color besides baby vox and the answer is energy oh
1: yes seriously
0: (laughs) yeah no joke the boy group energy that is them they have pink and even though baby vox technically has pearl pink and energy just has straight up pink they're like we own the color pink we will not accept questions at this time (laughs) and because of that though when they would be together at concerts it was kind of confusing so baby vox had to change their balloons So their fans changed it to their logo, which, by the way, the logo was decided. I think there was like some kind of like contest for it in 2002. And it basically looks like, in my opinion, it looks like a very bling ring on top of like a heart shaped pillow. Hmm. And so they had to change it to that. So that way, like have like a logo on it. So it's like, oh, yes, we are the Baby Vox people. You can tell because we have a logo on ours and you just have the color pink.
2: Very interesting.
0: Yeah, I did not think it was going to be energy's color. I would have thought their color would have been like... I know that Jackie's was also yellow, but I would have thought that theirs would have been yellow too. Mm-mm. Or orange. Or even like... They also wore a lot of brown or black. So I was just kind of surprised that they went with pink. So that is something I did not know until researching. So now you have learned something too. And last time you guys also asked me, well, what about SES? SES had, like, a purple variation.
2: Ooh, very nice. So that's
0: why they were not that. Which I know, I thought that they were pink, too, until I looked into it. It's like,
1: nope. <laughs> 21's fandom color is pink. It's the only one that I know. So it's hot
0: pink. S is pink, too. And then there's a couple others who've been pink over the years. Obviously, a pink, I assume.
2: Newest has hot pink and teal as
0: their official colors. That sounds about right. When they were debuting, those two were like pretty strong colors. Like I remember in face how like they had pink accents. So makes
2: sense. Anyway, you learned something new today as I did too. So let's wrap this up. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at k or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on November 28th. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong.